Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1338, Shut Up and Be Patient, part one by Mark Manson of markmanson.net, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday to you. Welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors and websites. It's an award-winning podcast thanks to you. And I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short for the weekend, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Shut Up and Be Patient, part one by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Remember that part in the movie Titanic where those two guys are shivering in the middle of the night and they see the iceberg and they freak out and call the lieutenant and yell, OMG, iceberg, dead ahead. And the lieutenant freaks out and swings the steering wheel all the way to one side and then screams on the phone-like thing to the engine room for those lazy kids to put the whole ship in reverse, like right this second? And then there's all these smelly Irish guys screaming and sweating and closing furnaces and these gigantic pistons the size of the Statue of Liberty suddenly stop and the earth shakes and then they start swinging in reverse really fast, pumping what I can only imagine is a ship propeller the size of Australia in reverse to try and slow this heaping massive ship. And meanwhile, the two bros in the crow's nest are like freaking out going, why aren't we turning? Why aren't we bloody turning? And then, brah, the iceberg starts ripping into the side of the mammoth steamer ship that's barely even turning, and there's ice spraying all over Kate Winslet's like a 1912 that never happened, and Leo DiCaprio looks like he's 14 years old. Remember that part? So yeah, that's basically how all of life works. No, I'm serious. I knew this guy once. He had been obese his whole life. Always the fat guy, Mr. Chubbs. But then in his 30s, after about a year of obsessive exercise, he lost over a hundred pounds. And not only was he thin, but he was one sexy dude. The ladies were always asking about him. Except here was the thing, in his head, he was still that same fat guy. He still had shame attached to his body and his appearance. And every time he looked at himself in the mirror, the light would bend in such a way to always make him appear flabby and insufficient. And thus, despite his ribbed biceps and his shiny new abs, he couldn't conceptualize in a million years anyone ever having any sort of full interest in him. His perception of himself was like the Titanic. He had swung the wheel all the way to one side and put the pistons in reverse, but the thing was hardly turning. And emotionally, he was still hitting the iceberg. You see this all the time. People who grew up poor and work and become successful still act like they have no money because they still believe in some deep, dark part of themselves that the money isn't real, that they're a fraud, that it's all fake and a joke and one day it will all disappear. 
people who were bullied growing up and go on to become the smartest, nicest, and most interesting dude at the company Christmas party, yet they still harbor this overwhelming sense that nobody really likes them, that it's all fake and unreal and unearned and undeserved, and that in the end, everybody's going to wind up hurting them, so they don't let anyone get close to them. No matter how loved they are, they can't ever let anybody get too close. People who grew up thinking they were dumb, but then go on to get a PhD in molecular astrochemobiophysics, yet still feel like they have to prove themselves over and over, that they can't be wrong about anything ever, that any sign of doubt in others is a secret sign of inner laughter, that the simplest of mistakes or a poor decision will bring down their whole life like a house of cards. This is to be human. We all have this greater inner psychological inertia in us. Externally, we may be these lithe and fun little combobulations of talkative flesh, but internally, psychologically, we are all these massive steamships that take their sweet f***ing time just to turn enough to not hit an iceberg. This is because our minds are essentially accumulations of habits. We all have physical habits, like brushing your teeth every day or flossing the cat, but we also have mental habits, biases and stereotypes we regularly fall back upon, worn and weathered explanations of the world's difficulties, assumptions that get us out of a psychological pickle, you get the point. We rely on these mental habits just as we rely on physical habits. They sort and rearrange the world for us without having to expend any conscious effort. There are, of course, emotional habits as well. Your default reaction to problems may be anger or sadness or resignation. Maybe your neurotic mother conditioned you to feel guilty about every thing that ever goes wrong in her or anybody's life, so you've learned over the years to always believe you're not good enough. Or maybe, on the other hand, you've adopted a sense of confidence and competitive drive that has never left you, even in situations when it maybe should. The point is, you're basically this walking, lumbering habit machine. And these habits, aka your identity, have been built up over the course of decades of living and breathing, laughing and loving, succeeding and failing, and through the years, they have built up a cruising speed of 40 knots or so in the freezing Atlantic. And if you wanna change them, that is, change your identity, how you perceive yourself or how you adapt to the world, well, you better slam that steering wheel to the side and be ready to hit a couple icebergs because ships this big don't turn so well. Life's not like a smart car where you can just jack the thing into reverse and veer into a pedestrian-strewn sidewalk whenever you please. There are a thousand tons of emotional and psychological cargo being hauled across the vast oceans of your unconscious. Be a little patient. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Shut Up and Be Patient by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. I'll finish up the rest of this post tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, I'm leaving for Orlando, Florida tomorrow. That's August 11th, 2019. My business partner, Lee, and I will be there for a big podcast conference called Podcast Movement. So if you're in the Orlando, Florida area in the next week and want to meet, let us know. You can get in touch through oldpodcast.com or on Instagram at oldpodcast. But that should do it for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post where your optimal life awaits.